Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. growling mean and angry hear that co-host shouting it's Dana and Jay all right welcome to the walkout edition of hear that podcast growling and it's a Christmas miracle can you believe I I can't I can't can we end it there I can't yeah I mean (laughs) Every time the Bengals win, a jaded fan gets his wings. It's just, <laughs> what in the world did we just watch? What did we just – you know what? We watched inexplicably the Bengals snap an 11-game losing streak to the Pittsburgh Steelers in a place where they never do it in primetime with their third-string quarterback, Ryan Finley, running like he's – Lamar Jackson, and the Bengals had a run attack and a defensive defense that was opportunistic. They punished the Steelers. They were mean and nasty, and they set the tone. They had more energy, and they kind of demoralized the Steelers a little bit on the field. They did everything that the Steelers do to the Bengals during each one of those 11 games leading up to this one that almost always happens and they did it here on Monday Night Football as a two-touchdown underdog at home. I mean, just – it's one of those things that the first thing that comes to my mind after a game like this is where the hell has that been all year? A team that plays like that, like it belongs. And there's lots of reasons game in and game out why it does or doesn't happen. But this they played with a different – intensity than we've really seen all year long from them. Yeah, I think Monday Night Football has more to do with it than the Steelers. Um, They know everybody's watching. These guys are proud. Uh, They don't want to go out and and stink up the joint again on Monday Night Football when all their family, their friends, their, their fellow players in the league, everybody's watching. I think that was enough extra juice to get them going and then to have success early just built on that. I mean, two turnovers in the first quarter, that never happens. And then the way the one happened with the, the, the just Von Bell just crushing Juju, I, it just it just fed on itself. And I don't know. It, it, you think getting up for the Steelers is a big deal, but it was curious that, that Josh Bynes, who knows if these guys are telling the truth or not, but Josh Bynes said he had no clue about, this is the first year here, he had no clue about the 11-game losing streak to these guys. So I I do think for the guys that have been here for a while, it was the combination of Steelers and Monday Night Football that, that brought the little bit of extra energy. 
But it, more so than anything, I think it was the Monday night thing, being on the national stage, wanting to prove they're better than what their record says, and then finding some success early and just getting that little bit of a, an edge on the Steelers. They were in their faces. That, that never happens. Usually it's the other way around where the Steelers are talking the smack. And it just it felt different right from the jump. And I just – why does it take that to get you to play like that? That to me, like that's one of my first takeaways from this. And I know I'm like Paul Downer Juniouring this right now. You came in to hear the excitable, like very, you know, all the good things that happen. And there are many, and we have lots of things to discuss. But that, it just keeps coming into my mind of why does it take having a stage and knowing everybody's watching to make you play like that? Now. They just haven't played like that all year. And it, there is a thing to it when you get the momentum early and you have – but those also are created from you having that intensity from the very beginning. And we just haven't seen that from them regularly where it feels like a big game every Sunday. This – they felt and looked like a team that had – that was self-motivated in a way that we just haven't seen. And, you know, we talked to Yvonne Bell talking about, look – you guys are in there. They're proud. They're playing for the name on their back. And everybody has a story of where they come from. And they're all sitting there watching this game. They've got to be able to bring that every Sunday if you're going to be a real team. Or else this becomes what this game, if you look in the history of the Bengals, was. Vintage 90s Bengals December win yeah. where bad team finds a way to win kind of an inexplicable game late one or two late in the season and creates what we have dubbed Bengal time. Right. The December paradox that we've been talking about uh, on the podcast for a few weeks now. And I mean, it, it happened. They saved Dave Shula's job a couple times in December and they may have saved Zach Taylor's job. They probably did save Zach Taylor's job tonight. And the only thing this <laughs> it was three days early in the nineties. It was all, they, they did it back to back years on Christmas Eve, those inexplicable wins, uh, Vikings one year and the Eagles another year, both of them on field goals at the gun. Um, I don't know, going back to the, what takes this stage thing. I, it's not like they come out at level five every game. And then tonight it was level 10. It was, we talk about how thin the, the margin of error in the, the competition level is in the NFL. And this was like coming out at, at 10.2 as opposed to 10. And sometimes that little extra juice is all it takes to make the difference, especially when you have success early. And it just, I don't know. It, it, it didn't feel like the, Oh, by the way, we're going to pull out a win in the season finale. Yes, it's late. It's week 15. It's, it's December. It has that 90s feel to it. But it, it, it felt a little different, a little more meaningful being the Steelers, being Monday Night Football, and not being the finale. That, that maybe they can carry this momentum into the final two games. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, I think there's something. To, I mean, you're right. I mean, the way they play defensively, they've been playing pretty well defensively against a string of, of – so-so to not great offenses. And Pittsburgh is that. They fall in that category. It helps when Ben Roethlisberger is totally lost and they and the Pittsburgh as an offense are totally lost. They have no run game. They have no deep passing game. 
and the Bengals with a full complement of DBs. Remember, they didn't have that in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You know, with Darius Phillips and Mackenzie Alexander, William Jackson out there, you end up with a chance to really lock them down a little bit more. And then you get Bell and Bates doing a lot of the plays that they were doing. And it, it's easy. It's you know, Pittsburgh is a team that is is a, is not that challenging. Um, to stop right now, and that's been proven over there. This course is three game win streak, but they're still Pittsburgh, and you still came out there and you ran the ball on them, and you, and you did score twenty seven points, even though turnovers were a big part of it. With Ryan Finley and Gio Bernard, and no Tyler Boyd, and no CJ Uzama, and you know your no Jonah Williams, Joe Mixon, no Joe Mixon. I mean, you're playing. They're out there with. Spare parts, man. The funniest part of tonight, I think, actually, when I went back and looked at it, I have a, a, a twi- tweet deck column on Twitter where I, it's just Bengals players just to see what they're saying. All the Bengals starters who are on IR <laughs> tweeting their faces off tonight during the game. And it's just like, you know, it's funny. You're like, okay, well, there's there's CJ and there's Trey Waynes and, yeah. and uh, there's Joe Mixon and there's DJ reader. And there's all these guys in Twitter going nuts about the Bengals play. There's Joe Burrow, Burrow yeah. you know, tweeting about the game for to mention him. <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, it's, it does kind of remind you of where they're at and kind of the inexplicable nature of this. Um, back to what you were talking about. I mean, the, uh, to me, this, this, this is the epitome of it's the job saver. Mm-hmm. Zach could not afford to, to lose out. He couldn't afford for those to be ugly. He couldn't for, afford for tonight on the national stage to be particularly ugly. And for it to be this and to feel like, you know, okay, it really is moving in the right direction. And once you get all those guys who were on Twitter tonight back and are actually playing and doing all those things that you can have a – long-term belief that, okay, this this group really can do it and really is doing it. Is that good or bad? TBD, right? Yeah. You know, that the one win in December does not a great staff make, and, and, and you should not base decisions off of that. We know so often, though, around here, it does. We've seen it with Marvin. We've seen it with – you know, certainly with Marvin in 2017 with the Tyler Boyd win and the Detroit win here on Christmas Eve, where that really gave him the extra year and all the way back to all the Shulas and the Cubs that we, we've seen this show before. It may be different next year. This may have been different from those, but it is easy to draw some similarities. The bottom line is I, I think it now becomes very hard to see the Bengals pulling the plug on Taylor after tonight. Let's uh, take a second here and have a quick break to hear from our sponsor. When last year's schedule came out, we both joked about how if they won that Monday night game in Pittsburgh in week four, they would build a stadium for Zach Taylor. That was a joke, obviously, but it, it tells you that the, the root of it was how meaningful it is beating Steelers, beating, winning on Monday night, and now I, – a year and a couple months later, they're in such a totally different place. But it it still feels they're not building a statue for Zach after this game. But it 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 feels like a momentous win. Not not just a oh by the way we're three ten and one now instead of two eleven and one. It it feels like there's some real meat to this win, and we know how much Mike gets swayed late in seasons and and 
even if he didn't, I, I still think you a guy, a coach in his second year, uh, they knew it was going to take a while to get this thing turned around. Um, this this has some significance to it, not just winning, but winning the way they won. And one thing that stuck out to me. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. That was said tonight, I think it was Josh Bynes, uh, might have been, I don't know, we talked to a bunch of guys, but it was saying that this just, it just shows what we're capable of, and I, it kind of goes back to my original point, like, this is what this team, even in its tattered nature right now, is capable of. You know, we're yet to see something like this happen on the road uh, or, you know, and, and they all the wins have come at home, and we're, we're maybe yet to see them put it together in some more challenging, meaningful situations. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And the defense, you know, Carl Austin was a destroyer of souls tonight. He was great. You do see a little bit of the personality of the defense taking shape with Von Bell and Jesse Bates really serving as sort of the energy and the playmakers and, and a really nice duo back there. Um you know, when they're getting after the passer like they were, I mean, Sam Hubbard had pressure. Everybody had their terms of pressures. Marcus yeah. Hunt had plays. I mean, when you're when they're doing that, they just, missed, they just haven't had that all year. And it's like, okay, when you have that, things do look different. And I don't know what's wrong with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I don't know how much the Bengals had to do with it. I, I've never seen a stat line like we saw in the first half from him. Seven of yeah. 16 for 29 yards. Two of eight for two yards at one point. Yeah. I mean, it's just and, – and the pick to Mackenzie Alexander, if you watch, they have – you always have the dots that they do for the <laughs> – it literally – Mackenzie Alexander's dot, he moves like two yards back and stands there and Ben throws it right to him. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. And, and you know, and they turn, they turn it into points. They do – they're opportunistic, exactly what the Steelers always are to the Bengals. It was – every shoe was on the other foot tonight. The Steelers were defensive. The Steelers were getting beat up. How about this? There was an incident where the Steelers unraveled and had a personal foul on Mackenzie Alexander's return, a hit laid out of bounds right into the Bengals' bench. The Bengals' bench, including the offensive lineman, by the way, <laughs> stand up and are in that guy's face actually willing to fight. It's amazing uh, what happens. Uh, occasionally, apparently, they were willing to fight tonight, even though in Miami that's not really uh, – you know you don't want to lose that paycheck. Uh, really just uh, – you just saw all of those things tonight, and good for the Bengals, good for those guys that have been through the ringer this year. You know, they're players, they're human beings, and we, and I mean us, and I mean everybody in the media out there, has been dogging the crap out of them 
and disrespecting them for certainly all week about this game. Go look at the ESPN pregame. I'm sure that screenshot is up somewhere. <laughs> the picking, they didn't just pick the game, they picked the scores. There was like a 52 to 3, a 49 to 10, oh, wow. a third. I mean, it was all, they were all like that. And it's like, you know what? It has been. This game has been looked at as a joke. And I think the Steelers came out and played like they like the Monday Night Football analysts thought, and like people have been talking about all week, and like Vegas thought. And clearly the Bengals had something else in their mind. And, you know, it's an interesting dynamic. You get a, you get a team playing on Monday Night Football that hasn't won a lot of games this year. We talked about it on the podcast earlier in this week. It's kind of an interesting motivational dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we saw that at play tonight too. The, the one I really feel happy for is Ryan Finley. Because it wasn't, it wasn't just the, the, the Bengals being bad that was taking most of the brunt leading up to this game. It was... It was they were going to get killed because Finley was starting after Zach announced that, um, whichever day that was. And he didn't light the world on fire throwing the ball. He had a couple of really bad ones um, where they could have buried him. But just the way he he ran the offense and to, to lead the team to the win, and he, he wasn't gloating in the Zoom afterwards. He was, he was happy, excited. Uh, for himself, for his teammates, but it just you, you feel happy for a guy that has taken all the criticism that he has, whether it's warranted or not, to come out and play like that on this stage and kind of kind of do a told you so to to everybody, even if he's not going to come out and outwardly say it. He even completed a ball down the field to AJ Green at one point, thirty yards. Yeah. That was that was a third of his total for the night, by the way. <laughs> Seven of thirteen for eighty nine with a fifty three percent, fifty four percent completion percentage. There was a third down conversion. I think it was to AJ. Uh, he took a shot, and it was right yeah. when they were. It was on that drive that that the drive that stretched the lead back from 17-10, That was the only pass. That was a nine play drive. Eight of them were runs. That was the only pass on that drive, and it was a third down completion, if I remember right, and that's what ended that streak of four straight. That was really kind of the turning point there, and he he took a shot, and he was a little slow getting up, but that just just another incident of you know him not having a great game but, but making plays when they matter. You know, they found something in the running game with him that they kind of said was not really necessarily going to be, they thought, a huge part of it, but mm-hmm. – the, the reads where Finley pulled it and was running was working. I mean, they were crashing hard, the Steelers were. The Steelers had everyone up in the box, daring the Bengals to throw it, and they just weren't, uh, and understandably so. And by pulling it, they were able to get some yards, and the touchdown was the most obvious one of those. He rushes 10 times for 47 yards. They go 41 for 152. It's a lot of carries. It's only 3.7 per, but they stuck with it, and it helped – drain the game and it gave them something that they could do offensively and at least go out there and try to be physical. And they were, they were enough in spots. There's a big piece of you that has to say like, why didn't the moment Burrow went down? Like, this is just kind of what it should have looked like. You shouldn't still be out there letting Brandon Allen cook. Okay. Like you had to start playing like this, especially against teams with bad offenses. And you've got a defense that you think could play pretty well. It should I'm not saying it should have looked like seven for 13, but it it, ne- it needed to look more like this than it had looked before. And maybe you do win some of those games. Of course, you say that, and they fumbled three times against the Cowboys. So 
I, you know, maybe there's just something special at play. But, I, you know, there's a little bit of that tonight where it's like, yeah, you just said that's the only way we're going to win this game. And it does help when they throw it to you and give it to you. I mean, a bad snap basically yeah. hands you three points. You know, they throw it right to you for another. I mean, there's just the Steelers probably lost. The, Bengal, the Bengals did one thing that they haven't done all year in particular. They finished. Yeah. I mean, when, they, when Steelers get the ball back – with two minutes left and down a score, how many times? We've seen that show over and over and over again this year. And instead, the Bengals' DBs covered. They got pressure. They won one-on-ones to get pressure and forced incompletions and ended it before they even got a first down. It is the opposite of what has happened time and time again this year for this defense trying to close out wins, and good for them. Even before that, when they were – when when Pittsburgh scored 10 straight, it was 17-10. Steelers got the ball back. There was like three and a half minutes left in the third quarter. And I even tweeted. I said, it feels imminent that we're going to the fourth quarter tied. Mm-hmm. And that that stopped there. That was that's that's not really finishing because it's still the third quarter. But just that ability to to dig down and get the stop when they when they had to have it and kind of stem the momentum. It was. It was things that we that we haven't seen a lot of. And that's that's why they won, because they made they made the plays that they they need to make that they haven't been making um, repeatedly. It, it wasn't just one here, one there. They they were the, the pressure was consistent. The running game was consistent. Um, everything that you draw up. You, you mentioned the the running attack with Ryan Finley. I wonder, and I don't know if coaches think this way, but if you think about it, it it's interesting in the back of their minds are they thinking Finley may not finish this game and if we have to go to Kevin Hogan this is how we win with Kevin Hogan because that's the remember when he came in with the yeah. Browns and he did that these kind of read options and I wonder how much of the game plan that that read option running Finley was you know this is this is the this is the best option for the two quarterbacks we have because um, we, we've not seen that from Finley in the past and I don't know. I, I I don't know if coaches think that way, but it's just it's one of the things that, that kind of hit my mind because I think all of us kind of wondered: Is Ryan Finley going to finish this game? All right. Before we move on, let's take a quick break. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All 
for those interested in the Bengals growler bet, I'm pretty sure nobody had two sacks for 11 yards. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I'm going to guess that no Christmas miracle for those wanting some free 50 West <laughs> beer that is delicious. Uh, it will be delicious. I'll buy one for myself, and I'll drink it for myself. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I have to go through it. I have not gone through it. Maybe there is one in there, and, it's, and I'll have to check. But I, I have uh, – most that I saw were somewhere in the 10 for 62 range, <laughs> <laughs> challenging NFL records. But instead, uh, they barely dropped back enough to even do it anyway. But uh, Bengals win. Um, and the good news is not only do they win, they still have the number three yes. pick. So they're still up that, I guess, a half a game uh, mm-hmm. on the teams behind them, Carolina and Houston, Houston, who they play next week. So a big draft day game in Houston next yes. week uh, as the Bengals will go take on Deshaun Watson and really need to keep that road losing streak going if they want to stay in a potential uh, position to take Penny Sewell and – you know, who knows how that will land now with the Jets potentially uh, being in the number two spot. How does that affect things? Are they, are they just looking for people who don't really trade up for offensive linemen? Or are they going to trade up for – does anybody want to trade up for fields? Will they take fields? They de- We've got months to talk about this crap, Jay. <laughs> months. For tonight, we're just going to say enjoy your win. And, 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 and don't, don't, don't sweat anything else. You beat the Steelers on Monday Night Football. Kind of punked them. So for Bengals fans out there, there's been a whole lot of times where that hasn't happened. In fact, quite the opposite, uh, especially when it happens to Juju Smith-Schuster. People forget the history there. And it goes well beyond Von Bell and his TikTok dance on the B logo tonight. It goes all, all the way, way back, back to, to Burfecht and a touchdown celebration a couple weeks after that, celebrating the fact that he concussed Vontez perfect on a hit that was penalized. And I saw the Bengals fans that were out in force tonight enjoying the hit on Juju. Most of them were referencing that. Now, for a lot, you talked about people in this locker room not knowing the history with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you a lot of people in the locker room don't know that history no. uh, with Juju Smith Schuster. So for Bengals fans, I'm sure that one was a little extra. Sweet. Although I think Juju might be as well liked by the Steelers fan base as he is by the Bengals <laughs> yeah. one right now. <laughs> but judging by what I can tell there. Uh, anyway, so we'll, we'll wrap this up. We'll be back uh, with holidays now. A little weird schedule. We're just going to have the one episode. We'll come to you on Wednesday um, for our uh, our one episode this week. And then we'll be back with the walkout after the Houston game. Uh, so we're going to pack everything that we normally do in two episodes into one on Wednesday for your Christmas listening pleasure. I'm sure that's what you'll want to do. You know, tell the kids, look, we can't open presents on Christmas morning until we listen to the full extended <laughs> hear that podcast growling before we open our gifts. Because that's the real gift, really. With the new Christmas lead-in music. Yeah, shout out to the Bengals boys uh, for the new Christmas lead-in music. We love it. And uh, that'll be back for you again on Wednesday. And and I'm sure they're celebrating tonight uh, in Nashville as well. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed a winning walkout. We haven't had one of those in a long time. So uh, have a good one, everybody. And we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye.